everyone, I'm your host, Brandon Kyle Goodman, and welcome to Black Folks. On this show, I have the honor of talking to black people of various identities about our lives and how being black has shaped our experiences. This is part two of my conversation with actor Ismael Cruz Cordova, who is currently starring on the HBO Max series, The Undoing, opposite Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. And as you already know, he is also my best friend and my brother, and I just love him so much. In part one, we had a conversation about policing. And now in this conversation, part two, we're going to talk about how anti-Blackness is global. We discuss Ismael's experience of anti-Blackness in the Latinx community and the world as a whole. We also try and brainstorm possible solutions on unity globally against white supremacy. Remember, we do go deep, so take care of yourselves while listening, okay? Well, without any further ado, here is part two of my conversation with my best friend, Ismael Cruz Cordova. Um, Okay, so I'm going to reset us. So... um, we were just talking about, we talked about police and we talked about this idea, not this idea, but blackness and the experience of blackness in sort of a global, um, on a global stage and what it means beyond just America, but how black people and colorism uh, is experienced globally, which I'm glad you're bringing that up because when I first started making videos, um, I was being uh, reached out to from black people around the world, um, not just in America, who were saying like in Canada, in, in, in Australia, in France, in the UK, who were saying that they related to um, this, which was, which what's interesting is that the white people in those places were like, Oh my God, what, what's going on in America? What are y'all doing? Um, And it's like, Oh, wow. The white people, white people don't know what the fuck is going on anywhere, uh, or, or don't know what black people are experiencing anywhere because this is not just you know we're talking about Black Lives Matter and we're talking about it in in America, but but the experience of blackness and and the experience of um, feeling less than and not being treated and 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 feeling unsafe and being not just feeling but being unsafe uh, is a global black experience. So you were talking about being in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had so many conversations about this and, and since our last conversation, I've had even, you know, cause even the posts that I made and all these things, like uh, I've had such, I've experienced backlash even from people from Puerto Rico. For example, I, I had a, uh, you were there when I had the Puerto Rican flag with me and we went to that the yeah. Hollywood march and I spray painted BLM over the yeah. Puerto Rican flag and I posted it and I've had angry, angry people from Puerto Rico saying, how dare you um, taint our flag with that 
disgusting mm. bullshit of BLM and like emojis of vomit. Um, there's no racism in Puerto Rico. You just, uh, I don't know how to say that in English, but it's acomplejado. Like you have a complex, like you guys are just, you're just always looking for that. That doesn't exist in Puerto Rico. Um, there is no racism over there. What are you talking about? Aren't you Puerto Rican first? Which is also a whole kind of work. We're all Puerto Rican. We all, we all come from the three different, there's this also illusion in Puerto Rico. We have, you know, we're colonized by the Spaniards. Uh, we, we, were, we were one of the main points of the slave trade as well. So we have, you know, the same blackness in that in that regard. And then we had a great, and also um, our Native American community, the Tainos, the Arawaks. So but there's this, there's this, this, this illusion that oh, we're all mixed. So we all have the same struggle. So we do, 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 do. And I'm like, mm, nope. You know, it's, it's, it's. All these complications that have happened since our, our, our last um, conversation, on top of the fact of the reckoning that you and I had about me identifying as a black person, like that I was just like, whoa, you know, and just to rewind on that, I, I, I you, was not aware. You weren't aware, aware that, that I identified that, so, which is as like, black. It's, you know, again, the trap doors <laughs> of our friendship and how they deepen. Uh, I wasn't aware that that Ismael identified or called himself black. Uh, and we discovered through a conversation uh, that it is my relationship to Puerto Ricans growing up in New York, which I grew up in Queens. And I we had a big uh, Puerto Rican population in Queens and the Bronx and whatever. And my relationship to Puerto Ricans in New York was that they were not black. They were Puerto Rican, which was not. Uh, a label I gave them that was their label for themselves, that you did not call a Puerto Rican person in New York black. They were Puerto Rican, period. And so Ismael, who is not from New York, but is from Puerto Rico, born and raised on the island, uh, I did. I just didn't, I didn't have that, um, that awareness or that consciousness. And so, go ahead. And all the while... I am just talking to you and relating to you with the notion that there's that I don't even have to explain that that there is an understood, uh, yeah, like shared blackness, you know. Which for oddly enough, like it doesn't change anything because I knew that you were having the same experiences that I was having. At all, right? So it, I think it, it it's funny, like it never. It never came up because it never had to because I did consider you black, but I guess without calling you black. Does that make sense? Like I would, out of respect, not out of like, you're not yeah, black. I mean, that was never my energy. It was like, oh, he doesn't, no, he's Puerto Rican. He doesn't call himself black is how I would think about it. Not that, how dare you call yourself black? Because I knew yeah. you were having the same black experience that I was having. Now, you, we also talked about light skin privilege as well right we've talked about yeah yeah i mean we go the baseline of like that's the that's the thing these conversations have to be responsible in 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 be conversations that are layered if you don't have time to talk about yes. these things then it's better to just leave it because you can't just go you can't just go out and be like yes i'm like this and we're all the same no i'm gonna talk about my blackness but then i also have to our talk reckoning? about my life we had um you know <laughs> This is why we talk about Ismail and I have each other's like 
button control pad because that's why we are just genuinely brothers because we fight like brothers and we love like brothers um but we had a huge reckoning over colorism which we didn't have the words for it uh, at the time i remember that we sat down and we watched an episode of oprah and iyamla van zant was doing an episode about colorism and ismail was like that that <laughs> that is what you're doing to me um, and I didn't realize that I had a relationship, uh, like an unconscious anger uh, towards um, light-skinned men specifically, that there was a feeling that um, as a light-skinned Black person that you were getting more than I was or you were being treated better than I was because you were light-skinned, which is, which is white supremacy at work, right? Like that is the system and the conditioning at work that would put me against my brother, that would put me against another black person and be like, well, you're lighter. Mm -hmm. So fuck you, as opposed to understanding and, and, and wanting to understand the deepness and the complexities and the uh, the nuances, as you were just saying, inside of Yes, it's a divide. It's a divide and conquer situation, you know, and uh, that keeps us all of us in these like tiny little boxes without going deeper into the root of it all, the history yes. of it all. Yes, it's like um, a lot of people, a lot of people, do not understand the concept of Latinidad versus race. Latinidad is a shared cultural heritage, nothing to do with ethnicity, you know. And then they, they, they talk about Latinidad as a race. So you're Latino, you're not black. You know what I mean? That's if they, they, they don't understand the concept of that. They don't understand the depth or, or the, the, the transatlantic route of like, like how, like what that route was. Like mm -hmm. um, a lot of people even, I mean, Puerto Rico, because of the relationship also with Latinidad and the United States, is smacked in the center of the islands, the Caribbean. And yet a lot... A lot of the islands don't even recognize Puerto Ricans as Caribbean people when we're one of the Antilles, when we're one of the West Indies. It's like, and even Puerto Ricans themselves. So it's like, it's this, it, it, it's fantastic. You got to give it to them. Like structure. The system power works. structures are place. Oh it my works. God. They, it, you're completely uprooted and taken away from your history, from your ancestry, from your past, from your, from everything. Um, in a way that it, it it becomes your reality. And then there's a few of us who go deeper. And then you're like, wait, what? By nature or by nurture? You know? Because mm. um, I grew up and I grew up in Puerto Rico and like negro. You're negro. You're black. You know? Period. Like I grew up with that identity and it's an undesirable thing. Um, and I mean, my curl pattern is changing as I <laughs> start thinning. But... <laughs> It's, uh, you know, again, this is 33 years ago when I was born. Yeah. M much less representation. Wh who is the hottest? Who is, who are, are, there's no Meghan Markle. There was Lady D, you know, there's no, there's no, no Chandra Wilson. There's, you know, there's, there's only Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. 1, you know, there's percent. like, 1, you know, there's, uh, who's the hottest? Pamela Anderson. Who's the, you know, what's the aesthetic? Abercrombie and Fitch. Like, 
what's the hottest show? Friends. Like, doom, doom. You're talking about culturally, we, even though we're still young people, the shift, we are pre-shift. So we're talking about still the, the remnants of the most um, overt um, um, rejection of who we are. And again, mm -hmm. we haven't even gone into colorism. Talking about you're not this, so you're that. You yes, know? yes. And and so growing up in that and and the the slurs that I was talked uh, it called the the even by my teachers. You know, my teachers would make in elementary school would make fun of my lips, of my nose, of the fact that my hair was like ah, the hair is like coily. Yeah, uh, gorilla armpit hair, and and. And even my black, my black friends who did not see themselves as black, they saw themselves as native, just because that's another thing. Oh, I'm right, not right. black, I'm native. And, and that word what darker. What is that? What is that? Well, I mean, that's, like, that's the system. That's conditioning. That's, yeah. That's... But they're darker, but they have, like, not, because we do have a mix, but they have um, straighter, softer hair. Uh -huh. That's where the math starts coming into. They're darker, but their hair and their features are finer, so they're lighter. There's in the Caribbean. There's this very specific math. Even if my skin was lighter, but your nose is broader, and your lips are broader, then you start. There's a shift, and like it's you, you have this class of. Do you see my face doing this math? It hurts. <laughs> it's no, like... but that's what I mean. But you, for example, you dark, you have coily hair. You have broad features, doom. Yeah. At the bottom. Uh, add to that, be a female, just under that. You know what I mean? Oof, yeah. With the same feature. No, it's like, this is this weird. Oh, I mean, I watched, I watched my mother, who's from Trinidad, born and raised in Trinidad, and very, very dark, gorgeous. But I watched, which I think is, uh, I will say, is probably what played into our. Um, collision when we were like what 21 22 is that like i watched her like fight to feel beautiful mm. and like fight to um be accepted as beautiful and be called beautiful and like having to call herself beautiful uh and because she was in the industry and like as you said like this is like pre you know pre viola davis pre um Pre pre any representation, pre Obama, right? Pre pre when Obama gets in office and now everyone's like, inclusion, diversity, we want that. It's like trying to find yourself, trying to see yourself, trying to be a representation for yourself of like, I'm good enough. I'm beautiful enough, which I don't know how, uh, what's interesting about that is I don't know If you don't have it, if you don't see it, and if you're being told that you're not, I don't know what possesses you to challenge it. That's what that you know. That's why I say nurture, nurture. You know, I've been writing. I, there's this one specific role that I'm interested in of a Caribbean uh, man born to a slave and a slave owner. Um, and I wrote an appeal letter the other day that is pretty much reads as an op-ed, <laughs> long and. Yeah, and and I and that's one of the big the things that I say. I don't, I don't know if by nurture, uh, nature or nurture, you know, because I grew up in a place where people saw themselves as they don't they didn't see this they didn't see the oppression. It was just 
we're here and we're lesser and that's it you know yeah but i saw the thing i was like wow do you realize that we all how we look versus the people in the movies look versus the people in the city look do you realize that the, and, and i'm consistently i mean obsessed and very um affected by this too you know because also genetically i my parents are both genetically half black mm -hmm. but they then it expressed it it expressed in me more than my parents even mm. you know i look more like their parents mm. so like even in my house i'll be like mm, mm, you know my hair was the only one that grew as a fro like yeah. my like my lips were the bigger my nose was the bigger, so i look more like their parents so like it's just this whole thing in my even my house i was like oh what the fuck? yeah yeah you know having this struggle of 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 to find my identity and and i always leaned more I, I the only thing that i saw that i saw kids that looked like me was these kids like doing hopscotch on the credits of sesame street you know i love sesame street because yeah, of that, yeah. you know because i, I was that like, being such a big moment when you got to be on that you know yeah, but, you, but you know what the kids that i'm talking about like, yeah. you, you see that the streets of new york which is where you fucking grew up um and i'm like those that that's that's are my, that's my people yeah Th those are my people and so some people lean that's the thing you, you in, in this mixed race situation a lot of people lean to this side and they were like no, no, i don't nothing to do with blackness i was the opposite i was like i i remember praying as a kid can i i want to be definitively black and then what is the experience i mean i think what you bring up is like the mixed kid experience of like where do you find your acceptance? Because I know that there's a huge demographic in the black community who'd be like, you're not black. What the fuck are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Or whether it's, it's in contentment or in just like, no, but you're not. And like, <laughs> no, no malice. <laughs> no, but you're just, you're, you're not. just not. <laughs> like, and like, and you are, but you're being told that you're not or that you're not dark enough. And then obviously white people are not like, Ismael, honey, come <laughs> sit at the table, baby. Like they're not doing that. And so you're like in this, this middle lane. Yeah. And how do you find, how do you find your footing? How do you find your grounding? It's, I mean, it's on of itself is a struggle. And I always have to be very careful about talking about the struggle because it, it, you know, in the complexity of what we're talking about, People are going to be like, oh, boo-hoo, light-skinned boy. You know what I mean? So I have to be very contextual but about it But even that's sensitive. your trauma, though, because, but, like, that's interesting because you don't, but I know that you feel like you do because people do say that, but it's like, you've been pulled over more times than I have. Boy. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's pulled over and thrown in there. Um, but you but that's the that, inside that, of a jail. But that's what I mean. Like, I... I have this experience with the world, how the world sees me, how the system sees me, how the system treats me, and then this experience of how my people see me. So it's like, I'm like, y'all, like, it doesn't matter what y'all think. It doesn't matter the, this minutia that we're putting for each other. No, because of this, because of that, because of the hair, because of the light, because of the... I was like... This is cool. Let's talk about it within ourselves. That's all the system. Yeah, but that's all the system. That's what I mean. Let's talk about it within ourselves, but let's establish that we're here. 
Yes. So that yes. we can go against this. But y'all, while y'all are doing this, leaving me in the middle over here is, is just thriving, and and they're thriving. Over and, there. and I'm and I'm getting, <laughs> like, and so uh, I need this support. I need this community. The things that I mean, certain things that I, I had to backtrack. In Puerto Rico, there was just like it wasn't like he's a mixed kid, like he's a black kid. You're thrown in the black box, you know. Yes. Then when I come to the states, that's when this this uh, variety of identities that are like, oh no, you're not black, you're Latino. Oh, you 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 yes. you light skin black. Like yes. Um, one of our friends, so I'm gonna mention this, like it illustrates very well. She's like, oh, I thought you was a nigga until you opened your mouth. You know, and I was like, Ooh, that was that was that was second month, first semester of NYU, and I was like, and you got that a lot. <laughs> I mean, the which the police my- stopped me over, and literally that policeman was a black policeman. And Anthony said, "Oh, he's not a nigga. He's a spick." When they saw my name on my on my on my driver's license, I do. Yeah. So these are factual things that illustrate a lot of the situation. Is like, oh, he's not this. He's that. And again, like, I'm I'm open to having these conversations. I'm, I want these conversations to be nuanced, but it's also a thing that we talked about that I said. But, but I think that we have to concern ourselves as a community to first, like, just start unifying in different ways. Start. Yeah, I keep talking about this. It's the qualifying and quantifying of blackness, yeah, right? Because there even there, there, there are communities. I mean, like you know, obviously, I know I'm black, but uh, there are times when I haven't felt black, where the community has told me that I'm not black enough because. I don't sound a certain way or because I like a certain thing or because I don't know a certain whatever that I'm not black or white people saying you're I'm blacker than you. And you're like, wait, what? And so our blackness becomes uh, qualified and quantified. And my queerness sometimes erases me from not sometimes, oftentimes, most of the time erases me from the black community as a whole, which which we're seeing, you know, we're fortunate enough to have been in L.A., uh, not fortunate, but like we are in LA during this Black Lives Matter moment. And so there is a lot of talk about, you know, black uh, queer lives, but I know that that's not happening across the movement, mm-hmm. right? Like I know that, that, that there are plenty of people inside this fight that look like me and that look like you that are saying, because I'm queer uh, or because someone's trans, that they we're not fighting for that life. Like that's not that's not what we consider black. If it's not cis and het and and that then it's not black. Yep. And so like in and again that's the system at work. That's the patriarchy. That's the white supremacy at work, where we are dividing ourselves and leaving room for this thing to continue to thrive. And you're you're leaving people out of the fight, and they're leaving them vulnerable and in, in in an unsafe space because you say no, you, you, this is not this is not for you. You're leaving a lot of people out, and and it's like because you know there's a lot of black Latino I experience like there's a lot of anti-blackness in the Latino community, and something mm-hmm. that is also a lot of anti-Latinidad in the black community. So it's mm-hmm. like 
you you know and you hear. I mean, like <laughs> that's that's that other podcast. It's like it's it's I'm at the crossroads of this thing where many of us are, you know. Um, and what what it keeps happening is that you have you stay divided, and you also people stay vulnerable in mm. places that need protection, you know. Um, and one of the things that you know you're mentioning that are that we're failing the most to protect is uh, black trans lives, you know, because they're at the uh, uh, at the crossroads at the intersection of so many things, and we're like, oh, we're 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 fighting for this, uh, but I I don't know who fights for them, and we see who and fights for them, we and we've seen that. Fuck, it's like it it. Mm-hmm. I know. Sorry, sorry. Because you know, it's the same thing that like you know the white gays did, right? Like it was like it was about gays and lesbians. What the fuck are no, no, not for bisexuals, not for black gays, not for trans people. Like it is about gay men, white gay men, and and white lesbians. Like that was the narrative, and honestly, has been the narrative until June, like when gay people, white gay people, were like. What do you mean, us too? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you too. Like, there is no, there is this idea that everyone is still trying to get to cishet white male. And how far are you from cishet white male? And what, and, and everything under that is baggage. And so Crabs we're not- in a per- barrel. We're it's not all- trying to c- c- come together, come together to fight the thing. It's like, no, 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 cut that. That's gay, get that's trans, get out here. Oh, that's what no, I, like I'm trying to get That's to, black, that's light skin, that's not from here, that's not from there. That, that, that's it's, not it's all these crabs in a barrel. And as you said, at the top of the food chain, it's this head white heter- yeah, heteronormativity. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like mm-hmm. and this is I mean, in my lane, I've had to like find my lane and, and what I'm fighting for. And a lot of what I'm trying to do is to from both sides unify um, you know, Afro-Latinidad. And, and have it merge and be recognized in, in, in blackness, you know, because blackness is not only, um, so be like, y'all, like, blackness is not just an American thing, you know? That's a thing that... Well, I, I thank you for saying that because I think for me, like, I think our thing at, like, 21, 22 was my understanding of blackness was African-American, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where the, like semantic kind of breakdown goes where you're like, well, he's Puerto Rican because I'm understanding blackness as just African-American in my naivete, right? Where it's like, no, no, no. Like, yes, African-Americans are black, but that is not the only black, right? Yeah, and that's black- problematic. You know what I mean? Yes, to make, yes. To make, to give, to give um, validity and uh, there's another word, but yeah, like, um, to, to become like the standard standard of all things often is American is Western, mm-hmm. you know, like, and to also standardize blackness as an American thing is problematic, you know, because it mm-hmm. comes from the same root of America, you know, yeah. this is here, you know, and it's, you know, those conversations are hard to have, but it is part of that, you know, like, no, this is expansive, you know, a lot of people expansive. Yeah, it's, expansive. it is. It is, and it like is, I've had to fight for my right to do, like for example, to portray roles that perhaps were African American. No, mm-hmm. but he can't. But a person, but there, there's also this English speaking thing. Something blackness uh, of of England 
is seen more adjacent to African-American blackness also because of the English-speaking thing. Mm-hmm. It comes another way. A black, a non-English speaking black people are often also seen like, oh, are you guys close mm-hmm. to this experience? You know what I mean? I was like, but but if, what, 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 like our brother that, that played MLK in Salma, then. He got what? a lot of shit. He got a lot of shit. And, and we just had, um, what's it, Cynthia, you know, do Harriet. Arivo, yeah. So I'm like. Which, I, I mean, and this is like, that's a thing where you're like. I'll, yeah, I want to know your notion about what your thoughts about that. It's, uh, I have to be really responsible because um, I haven't sat down long enough to think about it. <laughs> like in, in it. all honesty, like I've, I've heard both points of views. For me, I'm more like, okay, can we make a just a movie about black people, you know, fucking eating dinner? Like that's where I'm at. Like I'm like I don't need to see another movie about uh, you know, slavery. Like I, I I'm like can 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 black people eat dinner and can like a black kid, you know, cheat on a math test and it goes awry. Like like I, I I'm I'm so past for me. It's like I'm so past The only time, yeah, the only times that we get to be in movies is when it is for some kind of historical oppressive narrative. Um, And not that, not that like, obviously Harriet Tubman is fucking, Harriet fucking Tubman, a fucking superhero, uh, as is MLK. But again, it's this, the only time that we get to lead our movies is in that regard, as opposed to... um, being able to lead movies where we again just exist. So I don't know what my, I don't know. I, th- I I think that what I do know is I think the outrage and the anger comes from again crabs in the barrel where it's like there aren't a lot of, of roles, and so then as an African American black person, I get frustrated because this person isn't from Africa, isn't African American. Uh, they, but they're portraying somebody who is, and it's like now we're just in. But now that's the problem know. that you, you're naming the problem right there is not any of us. It's like we're it's, we're in a system that has such little opportunities for us, but then we keep fighting each other as if we were the system, as opposed to fighting the system. You know what together, I mean? No, let's make just more yeah. opportunities so that there's so yes. many there's so many opportunities that none. Yes, like, you know. So, but but. We, we live in a reality and then we live in an aspirational, you know, we're, we're talking about aspirational things. But in the in the meantime, let's just like continue to just understand what the system is. And there's not not one individual. This ties into our other conversation as well. We're talking about systems. We're talking we're not talking about this one individual that did this or that. We're talking about systems. And that is my main thing, just to try to bring a little bit more awareness of um using the word again, how expansive this experience is, how expansive the conversation is, um, the old time but true cliche of like uh, united with stand, you know, as, as we continue to recruit um, lost <laughs> brothers and sisters in, the, in, this, in this experience, we're only gonna just get stronger responsibly. I'm going to ask you a big question. Uh, maybe it's the last question. Um, 
How do you think we unify? And you may not have an answer, and that's totally fair. That's a really fucking big question, but yeah, it's a huge question. Do you have any? Do you have any? Just even like I love that uh, Brene Brown calls it the SFD, the shitty first draft of just like how like yeah. how do you think we we can? It doesn't have to be correct or right or ultimate, yeah. I don't think I have an answer. I'm going to be straight yeah. up. I have a musing. I could muse about it. Yes, yes, that's what I In this moment. This, what is this, the musing around yeah, how yeah. we how we do that? And that's the other thing. Like all these conversations are have to have an aspect of that. Like I will encounter different information tomorrow. I, so will you? And, and you get to change your mind and, or and, and this is, or is this whole canceling thing? And no, no, we're 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 normalize growth, please. Fucking normalize growth. Yeah, we're, is, like, we're responsibly trying to do our, our very best to have these conversations that are difficult that are layered that in which uh, we are we are trying as best as we can to 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 speak from our experience and also be like a little bit more global but of course i'm gonna gonna say some shit that is gonna be problematic and then i'm gonna be like actually i i read a meme that it's not (laughs) listen actually i read a meme absolutely is what i read a meme that that i i would say it's not about this is a different conversation, but I feel like it's important inside of these conversations because I think people are afraid to have these conversations because they're afraid of being problematic. And I think it's all about the approach, right? It's like you're you're talking to your best friend. We're having a conversation. We're set up in a context of we are, we are treading through this thing and figuring it out. It's not, um, you know, somebody coming basic pitch, which is like somebody coming in and like touching your hair and be like, Oh my God, like that, that's problematic. Um, there is a lot of empathy and, and consideration here. Uh, and so you get to be wrong inside of being considerate and somebody gets to say, Oh, mm, I don't know about that. Or here's some new information. And then you get to adjust and evolve. But those two things can't, if everything is going to be problematic, then no one's going to have a conversation and then we're not going to eradicate the system. We're going to continue to do the same bullshit. I, so. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. I mean, it's like we have, to, we have to continue to have these conversations. I mean, you and I have white, um, often polarizing uh, or polarized uh, points of view and we discussed do them. We? We, we've had. I mean, even, even when we had this conversation for the first time, it, was, it took a few passes to start getting into the... But was it polarizing? It was like... It had a moment. But like, <laughs> No, but but again, it doesn't matter if it wasn't polarizing fair. to you or to me. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah, I, perhaps, fair. I perhaps felt it polarizing, which is the, the same thing that we're talking about this conversation. Yes. I may not want to be polarizing, or you at the moment, the viewer is going to see something and be like, oh, that's polarizing. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. and there's yes, no yes. intention to do sure. that. So it's like, sure, we're just trying to have these conversations in the most responsible way. I receive that in the yeah. most, like where we are at at this moment. You know, um, riffing sometimes more eloquently than other times. Um, you know, because like for example, I have th- this one thing. Like, I mean, talking about global blackness. When I start talking about the relationship between British and American. Caribbean and American, that's a big area where I have a lot of blind spots that I, I don't have a lot of information 
that I need to, yeah. I want to continue uh, bridging, which it goes into the the responding your 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 question. The unify. How do we? How do blackness. we? How do we unify? Like to muse, is this like we have got to? Um, we've got to broaden the the whole the notion of what we have. You know, like as you said, for you, blackness at one point was African American. You know, so we have to like try to just like broaden that thing as much as we can and be as inclusive as we can. And then from there, then we have like, we have our dinners and we have our conversations and then we start establishing the difference in our relationships and, and, and honoring them and, and, and doing internal allyship, you know, as opposed to external allyship. Like you feel right now that you have to be uh, an external ally to black trans lives when it should be just internal allyship we're a thing and from within then we're gonna internally this yeah is, these are a part yeah we're, we're, we're all here, here. and the, the allyship becomes internal we're gonna move you know? how do we yeah. how do we handle yeah. but but you you're home you know you're yes. home and oh that makes me emotional yes. you know what i mean you're home and and you have and you're yeah. safe and you're here and nobody's contesting yes. that from there let's yes. talk come down when you can Let's have supper and let's talk about what is it that you need today. Let's talk about your experience. Yeah. But it's also like, I, I love that. I love this idea of like, first, it's really about home. I think also for me, my musing would be um, understanding that something has been done to us as a whole, that education, that our history has been taken away from us. And so we are operating from. A deficit mm-hmm. um and so all of the again the qualifying and quantifying is because a lot of us don't have access to our yeah. history and we haven't been taught and so like there's a, there's an awareness of oh i've been conditioned to believe that i'm separate from my best friend uh because he's puerto rican and i'm from queens i've been conditioned to believe that oh that's something else so that's the first thing which I don't know how you get everyone to do that, but it's like, I think that's necessary um, for us to understand that we have been strategically taught and information has been strategically withheld from us so that this infighting happens and so that the system continues Uh to work. And then, as you say, I think it's a matter of being like, you're home. And then we can talk about your experiences and we can talk about what you need and what do you need and how can I support you and how can you support me? And it's not about fighting to say who's the most fucking oppressed. It's about recognizing to me what my privilege is, where I have privilege and how I can use that. And if I don't have privilege in that space, if you have privilege in that space, how how can you use this? The smallest example I remember is when Ismail is by himself, correct me if I'm wrong, Ismail in New York. Oh, I remember, yeah. Could could not hail a cab. Uh, Also, huge Afro. Ismail, huge Afro, couldn't hail a cab. When Ismail is with me, he can hail a cab. Because I'm darker and I can't. Yeah, I would have the highest probability (laughs) of getting. We often get, you know, looked over. But at least I knew that when we were together, I would have the highest probability. 
You would, you would, yes. And so, like, understanding yeah, that, damn, yes, you remember that has his own battles. Like, that, you literally, Absolutely. like, if you're if you're in a group, the people, the the darker people go to the back, and they step back as to not be like associated with the person that is hailing the cab. You know, it's like this dance. It's like, okay, oh, you go over there, I hail the cab. You know what I mean? And that. A thousand percent. We went, we had the every fucking every fucking Friday Saturday night. I would stand way back. Ismael would hold his hand out, and get the cab, yeah. and then you know what it oh, is. Oh, Fernando like, was. It there. doesn't mean that Fernando. If Fernando was there. Fernando's lighter. Fernando would do. So like, it, but it doesn't. But that doesn't mean that Ismael or Fernando don't have their own oppressive baggage. It's just that in that moment. They have to use their privilege yeah. to support me. And then there will be moments where I have to use my privilege yeah. to support them or support somebody else. And I think that that, I hope, is what yeah. we start to do inside yeah. of the home that you're talking about is is how do we support each other to move towards the uh And this one last thing, I mean, it's uncomfortable that that, that process is uncomfortable because it, it feels like when you're acknowledging privilege, you are denying your struggle. A lot of people tend to do that, but that is not what it is about. One thing is one thing, and the other is the other thing. No, uh, acknowledging privilege is in a We're, thing of itself. Period. It has a lot of power, and it's uh, yes, and it's yes. Oh, I'm not. That didn't happen. No, that that happens. I, uh, you know, like I, I have my 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 light skin privilege, my light eye privilege, blah 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 blah, my male privilege, all these things that I have to contend. Yes, and I, and all I, these things. The more aware you are, the more the more impactful you can just be. That's it. Like the more impact you can actually strategically uh, arrive in different places. Yes, and under but it's like what you're talking about is that we're we we are all after the same thing. <laughs> we are all after the same fucking freedom, and so we don't need to fight each other about it that crabs in the barrel again it's about us unifying so that we can get yeah. that freedom as opposed to trying to fight each other the door open um, behind you though and Keep and not protect each other and i will end this by saying because uh, i know that we talk about this all the time and and we feel that uh black trans lives matter uh and right now all of us need to be using all of our privileges to um protect um our trans siblings um, especially our black trans femme uh, siblings. Right. Uh, Ismael, I love, love you too. so very much. Thank you for this beautiful conversation. It was great. No, I'm Bye. very happy to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been an honor. You know, it's like some conversations that definitely stirred up uh, emotions and feelings. And I went, you know, I, I've, I've been doing interviews for quite a, some time in my life, but I think this is one of the deepest ones. So it even feels scary at times because I'm, you know, being quite genuine and quite authentic. And I hope that, you know, whomever whose eyes and ears fall on this are able to have the same attention to complexity and, and empathy and compassion about what we were talking about. We just want to, we just want this place to work for us as well. To be able to be happy and to flow and black boy joy. Beautifully said. I love you. Love y'all. All right. Well, I am 
Oof. Okay. Let's do uh, the BKG learning moments uh, for this second part of the episode, uh, which, you know, this is what I learned from our conversation. I learned a lot of things, but one of the big things is this idea and this necessity in expanding um, our relationship to Blackness and what Blackness is and and who is Black um, and how can we as Black people, or can I as a Black person, uh, envelop and um, surround other Black people who may not necessarily be African-American, but are still Black? How can we, instead of dividing by lightness and by you know geographic uh, makeups and where we grew up, how can we come together and support one another in this fight uh, and on this journey uh, and in in the amplification and honoring of Black lives. Um, also, growth. You know, Ismail and I were very concerned about making sure that our responses weren't taken as definitive, that, you know, as new information comes, you're allowed to change your mind. And, and I think that I want to, I want that grace, he wants that grace, but I also want to give that grace to people. That when new information comes along and when you get new information, you're allowed to change what you said yesterday. <laughs> you're allowed to change what you said two minutes ago. Um, because we are, as humans, always evolving and growing and shifting. And, and so, you know, that's part of it. Um, changing, ch- expanding, tweaking our, our thoughts. Um, I think one of the other things that I learned from from this conversation is, you know, when we talk about uh, Black Lives Matter, anti-Blackness, usually we're speaking about police brutality. That's kind of like at the forefront. That's not always everyone's intention when they're speaking, but what most people are thinking about is police brutality. But in this conversation, it's like anti-Blackness is not just in policing. It exists there, but there are so many parts uh, of our world and our society across the globe, not just in America, but across the globe, where anti-Blackness has taken hold. Uh, And we have to band together as a community of Black people to combat that, to hold each other up uh, so that we can combat that. Because it's not about assimilating, right? It's not about being as good as the white man or having what the white man has. It's about saying how this thing is set up is is, um, harmful, dangerous, violent. And we are, or I'll speak for myself because black people are not a monolith, but there are times as black people where we are also, where I'm also perpetuating that, where I'm also perpetuating that behavior. And that's because I and we have grown up in this fucked up system. So how can I raise my awareness and identify where anti-blackness is taking place beyond just policing, but in media, in television, at the grocery store, at in school, in education, in housing, where can we identify where anti-blackness is happening and how can we as black people band together to combat that? Those are my learning moments. I'm curious, what have you guys learned? Um, I hope I'll hear from you in comments, or maybe we'll set up an email address. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Whew, 
All right, y'all. That is the end of the whole conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode, to listening to both episodes. I hope that you learned a lot uh, as much as I did. Um, and I just, I just appreciate you for 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 listening please if you enjoyed what you heard if you're moved by what you heard if you're inspired subscribe to our podcast rate and comment on any platforms you listen to your podcast give us that five star honey okay it helps new listeners find us and obviously it also just makes me feel so loved (laughs) also if you want to see the video version of this interview it'll be available a week from today on my youtube page at brandon k good you can always catch sneak peeks of upcoming conversations on my IGTV page at Brandon K. Good, on Tom Ellis's IGTV page at Official Tom Ellis, or on the Black Folks page, honey, uh, at Black Folks. Remember, it is spelled F-O-L-X, yes? And if you have a question, email blackfolkspodcast at gmail.com, B-L-A-C-K-F-O-L-X, podcast at gmail.com uh as always thank you so 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 much for listening and just in case you haven't heard it yet today i love you so much bye Podcast Network.